Why don't we just start? Oh, we so can I, just, yeah, we'll I, just we'll just go into it. Okay, yeah, like I, seriously, start recording just right in the middle of the conversation. I, it's it's we've been oh, recording, we've been for recording. About yes. fifteen yeah. minutes. Oh, I, we got like Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Yeah, that, yes. we got that. Yeah. That's in there. All right. Um, welcome to the show, and that's how you do a cold open, everyone. Hey, just like that. Um, Katie's back. <laughs> that was a high one. That was. Uh, welcome, Zach. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Hello. This week. Uh, Zach is here. Katie is here. Christian is in the studio. Hey. <laughs> he's not on the mic, but he's going to be hanging out with us. Uh, in lieu of the Kentucky Derby being over and it almost being summertime, uh, we're doing a bourbon show. Oh. Now, the Triple Crown is when the when the horse wins the three big races. They've done two of them. Mm-hmm. Kentucky Derby. Two in the belt. The Preakness. The Belmont. Belmont. Yeah. Who's the most famous horse? Horse who's won. Um. All three. I don't remember. Secretariat. C- oh. oh. Isn't that somebody else? I think. Or C- or C. I don't Isn't know. Isn't one of them too? I think they might be. Secretariat's the like. One of the I feel like it's famous. really bad if you know this horse stuff. Which a horse? Never mind. I don't know if it's Oops. bad. I- it's fine. <laughs> I actually really like horses. Um, random, on my, random. On my bucket list is to one day own horses. Ooh, sorry, Chris, I gave you a lot. That's okay. Um, so we're doing how many bourbons do we have laid out in front of us? Enough, enough, which one, is fine. Two, three, four, we five, don't six. Have to do all of them. There's just five. But this is kind of extra in case we need it. In, oh, in lieu, in lieu of the title of the show, Zach, you're an expert. Mm. I'm going to say, or you know, way more than I do on okay. bourbon. I would say I'm no expert though. So, I my history with bourbon is like just two years old, right? I've like fallen into this though. I've like, I mean, I've I've read a lot about it. I've tried a lot of different ones. I've spent way too much money, probably. Yeah, um, that's the downside with bourbon. It's good, but it's can be expensive if it's going to be good. True. Done the trail. I recommend people do the bourbon trail. And where's the bourbon trail? The bourbon trail. Okay, so getting a little bit into the history of bourbon. Bourbon is what's interesting about bourbon. It is it is a whiskey. All bourbon is whiskey. Not all whiskey is bourbon. So what makes something bourbon, what makes something whiskey, and you talked about this in your whiskey show, is that it's a grain. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spirit that's from fermented grains. Mm-hmm. So they, they take grain, they mash it, they ferment it, and they distill it. Out comes tasty product. Whiskey. <laughs> whiskey, yeah. Uh, and so what makes it bourbon, though, is a few other things. So there's some laws that make it bourbon. It has to, It's a U.S. product mm-hmm. in like the 60s, 62 or 67, something like that. They passed the laws that all bourbon... To be bourbon has to be made in the U.S. It um, it has to be fifty one percent corn. Um, it has at to least be 51, at least right? at least fifty one percent. Yeah, so it more. can be more than fifty one. Can be we, one of our today is a hundred percent. Okay, um, which is uncommon. And then uh, uh, there's some other rules too. I can't remember. We can pull up Wikipedia if we need to, but mm-hmm. those are the main ones. But talking about the trail, which you asked, is that's in Kentucky. And because something and they say say different things. It's like ninety to ninety five percent of bourbon is all in Kentucky. And the reason for that is has to do with the water. The water in Kentucky is high in minerals and low in iron. So you get really good water for really good bourbon. Also, the other thing with how bourbon's done is they distill it <clears throat> a number of times to their preference, whoever what the distiller wants to do. And then it gets put into a barrel. And that's another rule. It has to be a brand new oak barrel, usually a white oak barrel. And then they char that barrel and they pour the bourbon and when it comes out of the still it's clear and so it goes in the bourbon or goes into the barrel clear 
and then it sits in this, you know, a rick house they usually call it. It sits in this place for a number of uh, years or months or whatever, and uh, however long they want. And the good thing about Kentucky too, hot winters mm-hmm. and it gets up there in the nineties, close to hundreds. Cold winters like you know Indiana, we're pretty close to that. It's a little colder, doesn't get quite as hot in our our summer as to theirs. So what you get is with the temperature change, you get the whiskey expanding into the barrel. And after it's been charred, like I said, it gets it comes in contact with the the charness of the barrel, mm-hmm. and then it gets all this like stuff, this tannins, the caramel right. color, the flavor, the woody flavor, all those flavors are ex- come out of the barrel. And then in the winter, it comes back in and it gets, you know right. it sucks in, and you know it's it kind of ages a little bit more, and all those things mix together, and then next summer, ooh, expands back back out, and you know you'll have whisk. Uh, bourbons will taste different because those years it was a lot hotter mm-hmm. you know and so it has a different uh uh flavor uh, palette to it so i mean that's the one that's 100 percent um whisk uh corn is the hudson baby bourbon whiskey which is a new um it's a, a rather new distillery out of new york baby bourbon and, yeah they call it their baby bourbon it's a that. tiny little bottle it's a little guy only 375 millimeters but um he is a tasty buddy i mean he's great um it's the they are the first distillery to be in operation in New York since Prohibition. So they're not very old. I think only a few years old. Pretty cool. I think it's uh, what is on here. It's Tullettown or uh, Tuthill Town Spirits. So all of the color comes from the barrel. That's another rule. So yeah, you can't like with like Scotch. You could add caramel coloring. You could add colors mm. to it, which you're allowed to do. Ick. And still be scotch, but you can't do that to bourbon. Can't add anything to it. There's a lot of uh, um, you know, like disagreement and and, dis- and conversations over things like uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Jack Daniels is what I'm trying to think of. You know, Jack Daniels is Tennessee whiskey. Some people say it technically can be bourbon, but technically it wouldn't be because they filter it through a flavored charcoal, it's, uh, like a maple charcoal, okay. to give it that kind of mapley flavor. Mm-hmm. Because they do that, they can't say straight bourbon. It can say, like, whiskey on it, and it can say Tennessee whiskey. Um, almost all bourbons, because that's where it gets confusing. They're like, well, they don't filter it. Well, almost all bourbons actually do filter through activated charcoal to just remove sediment, like, and, sediment and, and other right. junk stuff that you don't want. They all basically will do that, like, unless this one down here, which is Booker's. Uh, he might still filter it, but they just don't cut it because they cut it all. Because there's other rules where it goes in. You were saying, what, it's like 160 proof? Yeah, I think I have the... Uh, yeah, yeah, versus I think 190 for, like, scotch. whiskey, mm-hmm. scotch whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys can be a little higher. So yeah. it, 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 when they distill it, it comes off the still, it can't be more than 160. Mm-hmm. When it goes in, I think it can't be more than 120. 120 125. or 125. 125, yeah. 125 going into the barrel. Mm-hmm. And then no less than 80. Mm-hmm. Correct. When it's done. 80, 80 proof or more, which is 40, obviously 40% alcohol by volume. Woof. Woof. Okay, so meow. <laughs> um, why don't we try? What do we have first? This, so what we did first is we I did Woodford Reserve. The reason what we're going to do is typically we could have mixed it up, could done whatever we want. It's our show, but I'm going up in proof. Okay, so Woodford Reserve is ninety point four proof. Um, and when you drink whiskey, that point four is important. It is. You betcha. You want to use your senses first. So you want to look at it, and you guys, you guys got it a little watered down. Because you got ice, which you, I mean, you don't, do everyone drink whiskey or bourbon how you like it? I have mine neat. You want to look at the color and get the idea from the color. You want to nose it. Mm-hmm. That means you're going to put your nose to it, but part your lips. So open your lips a little bit. That way you're going to smell and taste it. Oh, yeah. That's. 
Just don't do it with your mouth closed, I'm saying. Oh, so, like, it's good that we have mason jars, because you want to get, like, this. You want to get in, I mean, get in there a little bit, yeah. You have to. Do you have to breathe through your nose and your mouth at the same time? <laughs> you betcha. You can. I mean, I don't know. The reason they say do it, because then you're going to smell different things, too. You're going <laughs> to... This is a really great audio show. I just want to say that everybody looks so funny. I just want to keep... One of the things you're really going to s- smell most is, is I smell it right away, is like that vanilla. Yeah. So you get a little bit of vanilla smell. Okay, I'm tasting. I can't help it. I can't oh, yeah, help just myself taste it. anymore. Taste it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine's watered down too much. Can I taste yours? Here you go. So, um, like, different things that you want to do. So, they call it the Kentucky Chew, right? So you want to, when you drink it, let it hit your whole palate. Like, mm-hmm. Almost like mouthwash it, right? Right. Move it around, let it hit every part. And then what you want to do is, typically, they really get the the full sensation in your mouth. You take a sip. It goes down. You have that, you know, you hit almost your chest. Then take a deep breath through your mouth. And that the flavors will almost go back and you'll have it hit different parts of your mouth, the tip of your tongue, the back of your throat, the sides of your mouth, the cheeks, and you'll have it, different bourbons will interact differently and you'll taste the different sides of it. Yummy. Katie, you've had some, I need to fill mine up a little more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, so Katie. Yes. What do you think? I don't like the ice in it. Um, like what did, like, I, I smelled the vanilla when Zach said vanilla. I don't know what other flavors I'm tasting. <laughs> like, what should I What should I be looking for? This like, one really coats the tongue. Am I, mm-hmm. yeah. am I mm-hmm. like, wrong on that? This guy's... It, it, like, mm-hmm. I... What what's this back here, right here? Your soft palate? The, right? The back of your throat? I don't know. I don't know, but it's making, like, a nice little home right, like, right in that... Right, yeah, he, like, right there. Because your tonsils are down here on your... No, tonsils are up high. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I still got okay. mine. Well, it doesn't matter. Maybe um, it's where your tonsils are, so it's like right there. But it's like, it's really coating my tongue, though. So this one for me, yeah, it's hitting more the back of my throat, the back of my tongue. Other ones, like, uh, I think bullet is one that'll hit me, like, right on the edge of my, the front, the inside of the front of my lip. Like, so it has different areas where it's hitting different parts. And so in the back, uh, other things I, sometimes I don't, like, I like to hear what people will say. Rather than like saying it, because then I say it and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess I sense that." I have ideas of too of what I smell. Because with me, when I usually drink bourbon, which is not very often, because I usually drink just whiskey, Jameson normally. Um, with bourbons, the few that I've had, they're sweeter, like yeah. for me. Yeah, and this one is. Like, it reminds me of, like, slightly sweet tea. Mm-hmm. It's like if a northerner tried to make sweet tea. This is kind of like that sweetness level for me. A lot of the sweetness you'll get <clears throat> will often be the corn. Mm-hmm. Um, also, things that... Uh, the, the corn, obviously, we talked about it's 51% corn. The other thing that they do is they add yeast to it. Yeast is usually the thing that's, like, that's behind a closed door. Like, like they'll talk about different things you'll have, but often they don't want to talk too much about their yeast because, like, well, it's, ours, it's a proprietary yeast that's, like hundreds of years old right because the yeast i mean that's the cool thing about it it's a, it's a live thing i mm-hmm. mean it's it's been going on most bourbons are a sour mash bourbon which means it's like sourdough bread where you like take a piece of that bread that's left over and you save that and then you add more to it and it grows to more dough so you like they take whatever you know some that's left over from the mash that doesn't make it into like doesn't 
boil out to become mm-hmm. that goes back to help make the next part. Right. It's, it's essentially just like if we make a connection, it's essentially the same as like an open fermented uh, sour ale or yeah. a lambic there you go. or um, basically any large mainstream brewer would do that same exact thing with keeping the yeast strain because it's all about keeping a live organism consistent, which is really hard to do, mm-hmm. especially when you get to industrial scale where it is you're you're dealing with a lot of different variables <clears throat> to keep that yeast alive and consistent for every single batch. That, that, and that's why, like, like I recommend people, if they want to get know more about bourbon and they're close enough to Kentucky, I mean, I did the whole trail in, like, two days. You go to one place like Wild Turkey, and it's, like, the production. Like, it's this huge, enormous metal, you know, stainless steel or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, vats of, you know, they're making it all. It's all computers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you go to a place like woodford where it's like they woodford they're um they use have these old like cedar basically large cedar what's the word i'm looking for you know where they basin yeah ba- where they where they ferment it and mm-hmm. it's just open air it's just you know it's just how it is and so and you'll you'll look at it and you'll see you know the sugar the the yeast eating the sugars and it's all boiling and it you know you can stick your hand in and they'll usually let you stick it in and taste it and it's yeah. like you know cornmeal yeah, that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's mashed cornmeal that you essentially then ferment. And the, the, wood, mm. the Woodford here we got is their Woodford Reserve is their reg- regular distiller select. It's uh, 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. So you usually have like those higher-end corns. You'll Typically, you'll have bourbons that are rye, or you'll have them be weeded bourbons. Mm-hmm. Rye will give you normally a spicier, so I get a little, there's a little bit of a spiciness with this guy. Um so the weeded bourbons will often be sweeter though too because the, the wheat is uh, is a sweeter yeah um toffee i don't know if you guys know this toffee i don't taste mm. anything it's just hitting me right here yeah you don't taste anything i mean <laughs> as in i cannot pick up any flavors uh, any other. this one's creamier it's smooth um I mean, the spicy notes I get, there's almost even, like, the the, the, the later mouthfeel right afterward is I'll have even a little bit of that same sense I get when I'm eating chocolate. So it's a little bit of a of a chocolate. Try it. You guys should try mine without water to see what you feel. Almost a, a chocolateness to it. Mm. Deep breaths. And then out. Yeah. Yeah. See, it just brings it all the way up to a different level. I like Woodford because it's smooth still. When you um, say creamy, what do you mean by creamy? Like, like it's like it's like almost like how it's more syrupy. Like, are you talking more texture or more? When we get to like the baby bourbon, you'll see it too. Where the baby bourbon, yeah, it sounds like it. It's a baby bourbon. That one has a totally different feel to it. Like the mouth feel can be different. You guys talk about that with like your beer, right? right? Yeah, like mouth feels important. I mean, it usually can be pretty consistent, but you'll have different senses just upon you know a lot of different things but like the viscosity yeah is, yeah is definitely i mean and I, so it has it's so i like think sometimes if, if it's and this is a lower proof this among all of them this is the lowest proof it's 90 proof so once we get up into some of the higher proofs then it ha- it's not going to feel as smooth it's going to be more of that kind of you know that's shocking right this is really alarming yes 
It's just just pure just, alcohol. Yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah, goes up. Yeah, yeah. It just hits you. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, so that was Woodford. We're gonna take a quick break and then do Bourbon Two. Bourbon Number Two. We'll be right back. Yeah, man. That's it. That's what I like about bourbon, because a lot of times it takes me to a place. Like, it's it's an American product, and it just, like, it reminds me, like, I'll be having one of these, and I'm like, that reminds me of, like, the dunes in the, like, in the north, like, uh, the Michigan or, or the Indiana dunes, mm-hmm. or when, like, I've, uh, I don't know, like, even, like, the, the, the humidity, like, in Florida, like, different things. I'm like, oh, yeah, that reminds mm-hmm. me when I was, like, when I was in the desert in Arizona. I'm like, yeah. It just, Memories. It just, yeah. yeah, it takes me back. It takes me someplace. Cause I love that. Because they're so distinctly, mm-hmm. I think maybe we'll see this, but they can be very distinctly unique. And they're, it's, that, it's that like very, very strong flavor. Now, what's this one? What's This, this is this? Four Roses. Okay. It's a small batch. Small batch meaning that they took... They take bourbons. Small batches where they take some, a few bourbons, and they'll, they'll blend them. Not, not blend them. That's the wrong word. But they'll mix them. I guess blend maybe is the right word to create the, what they want. So this is this like doesn't have a date, um, okay. typically, because I mean it has to be at least two years. If it's any less than four, or any less than four, they have to say how many years. If it's more than that, they don't have to say unless they really want to. Which like boy, that's like their tenure. Or you'll get ones that are like twelve or fifteen or twenty. It's like their pinnacle. Like, look how mm-hmm. this is. The, the, and the, the, and the challenge, of. yeah, the challenging thing with bourbon is you is it's it's a, it's expensive to make. I mean, ten years, or you get like a Pappy Van Winkle twenty year. Like, okay, you get that this year. That was put in a in a barrel in nineteen ninety five, and has been sitting somewhere, for and and it loses about four percent every year because it's all of the actual of, of what's in there. It it evaporates, and so you get that's how it gets more and more. It becomes more concentrated in in there, and so you'll some have you'll have like it's half gone, and so it's exp- I mean I mean like for someone to make it, they spent all the money and effort to make it, and then it's got to sit there for twenty years before I sell it. I mean, you know, it's hard. That's why that's why it gets so expensive. Really, that's stupid. But, yeah, but I mean, you, you get them when they're less than that. I mean, you'll have you know where, where it's white white dog or um, you know, different things where it's like moonshine. But some people like it. Yeah, they're crazy, but they like it. All right, so this right. is so small this is batch. Four roads of small batch. It's a ninety proof. Um, I don't think they tell us exactly. I, I tried to look it up. I couldn't think. I, actually, yeah, the reason you can't find what percentage of grains it is is because it's a blend. Okay. So they really don't have to disclose have anything, to. and that's like a that's <clears throat> the same with almost all alcoholic beverages is that mm-hmm. they, they don't have to disclose any kind of nutritional facts no. or any kind of ingredient list on it. Same thing with beer. It's literally just. There it is, and they said it in front of you, and there's a certain general warning on the back, and it's not, that's about it. But this is an alcoholic beverage. Basically, that's all they have to do. That's literally the only thing that. So, what do you guys get in the nose? This one's this one's more floral, fruitier. Um. I get an earthy tone, yeah, for some reason, yeah. Um, but it's it's uh, okay. sweeter for me. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that sloshing this, <laughs> um, 
like at the at the the middle of my tongue it was just like i was sloshing on water and it, it was like didn't get any real flavor until i swallowed mm-hmm. is your tongue broken no like that's what <laughs> no that's how it'll be that's how, that's why like when i see you'll you'll swallow you'll like you almost you'll you'll put it in your mouth and you like won't move it around a little bit and then so it hits every aspect of your tongue and you'll swallow and that's like when you breathe back in that's when you'll feel and you'll sense like okay there's the thing i'm like i smell or I taste the the caramel aspect coming back or a kind of a fruitier you know, sense coming back um you know this one i mean on the palate you'll have it's it's definitely sweeter it's still well balanced though i think almost um if you feel like you're looking for it you'll almost sense like berries too it's, I do. It's lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than this the one, like this one, is. I feel like it's for me. It's a little bit sweeter mm-hmm. than the Woodford, but mm-hmm. its mouthfeel is less viscous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just sort of fades away a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. For me, the finish. Uh, the the for me the Woodford the finish kind of drops off pretty quick. Like that's how like you noticed last time I kind of kept sipping it because mm-hmm. I kept trying to get that stuff back. Where some of them like their the finish will last long enough. That you just put some drops of water in, good good move. I was gonna do that too. Um, the finish here lasts a, link, a little longer, in my opinion. So I'm doing it ice, and you're doing drops of water yeah. into a neat glass. So yeah. what is? So like that, what, what you'll have happen is you have you know Indianapolis city water mixing with yeah, delicious Kentucky <laughs> Kentucky water. Uh, Four Roses, yeah. The Four Roses is, like, to, to be clear, the Woodford and the Four Roses were both distilled in Kentucky. Um, for a long time, Four Roses, you couldn't... It was made in Kentucky, but then they export everything. Um, because bourbon is a very popular product um, in East Asia, like in, like in Japan, mm-hmm. really popular there. It's actually owned by a Japanese company, Four Roses. So they kind of run and they own it all. But they just more recently in the past, you know, many years started selling in the U.S. In the U.S. again, hmm. yeah. as bourbons run, become more popular, and it kind of has really in the past decade or so. It's kind of you've seen a spike where you see like some distillers saying it's hard to keep up with with, with demand. demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it, yeah, for following the whole like craft cocktail movement, I definitely think that the like whiskeys and bourbons have definitely ch- gotten in vogue. And I've seen a lot more people doing like creative mixes with whiskeys and bourbons, and places having a selection now of like the five craft taps that they have, but also the five or six bourbons or whiskeys or combination thereof available as well, like in a restaurant, in fancy restaurants, where yeah. five years ago you probably wouldn't see the amount of like these more higher-end brands or obscure brands, I think, specifically with bourbon. What do you think, Christian? What do you, what do you get out of this guy? Um, yeah, here, just, here, just do yeah, it. Yeah, so here, I'll come over to the mic. Let me walk over here real quick. <laughs> um, I I think... No. <laughs> I think I think this one... Uh, I don't... I mean, I and the reason I, I mentioned before that it, it reminded me of the smell of the air in Kentucky, but I just say that because my, my grandmother lives in Louisville. Yeah, yeah. So I get a lot of, like, exposure to bourbon, and, yeah, like, yeah. she loves, like, the races and the derby, and All she's always it. got bourbon at her house, even though she doesn't drink it. Like, mm-hmm. she makes a mint julep, but for guests and things. So this reminded me of that, but I think it's just... This one was, like kind of hit me as being a little like the caramel you know 
It's like the, yeah. the caramel taste of mm-hmm. it. Um, a lot of times, too, just because of the air in Kentucky, you'll, if you're close to a distillery, you'll like you'll smell it. You'll like, oh yeah, you get the the you know the fermentation smell, and you'll you'll be in the air, and yeah. so you'll almost sense that here too. Yeah, and that's funny that you, Chris, you mentioned the restaurants having like bourbon lists now mm-hmm. and, and cocktail lists, and it, you see it more so down there in Louisville. Um, there's a lot of places down there in like, downtown Louisville that will have like a selection of bourbons. Yeah. Because that's like their thing. Like it's like that's what they take pride in. They take pride in the bourbon. They may, may not even have beer. Like it yeah. may just be like a bourbon list. And like you just pick a drink, you pick the bourbon, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think it's like a regional thing because like being from the Midwest and living in the Midwest, of course – like farming is a, a huge thing, like corn and soybeans and wheat and everything. That's like all of this, all of the region, all the open space that's available. That's our thing. So like that goes into bourbon, that goes into beer, that mm-hmm. goes into like those two specific products, and it's almost kind of like a sense of like pride. Oh yeah, almost. And I mean that's how that's how so much of this started. I mean you'd have you know a farmer. In, in Bourbon County, Kentucky, which was huge. It's now like all these other – it's divided all these other counties. But you'd have all these farmers in the, in the region who like they would just take some of what they had left over that they didn't sell and then they would just make something with it. Whether yeah. it was beer, they'd make you know a, another whiskey, a bourbon, and it was just part of their their livelihood because then they sold that to the, the people you know around them and made a profit with it and – you know, once it became more and more popular, then you had people who were like, well, that's all they did. You know, yeah. They just made bourbon. So, what I mean, I guess, expert over here, what's your thoughts on the Four the so, Roses? So, I mean, the Four Roses is... Uh, I like it. It's it, I like the small batchness that could be you're getting um, in the combination of different things. Um, this this one is, is sweeter and fruitier, which I don't usually like as much. I mean, you know, one of the first bourbons I ever liked at first was Maker's, which is a weeded bourbon. It's sweeter. It's very approachable. Yes. A lot of people can try that and like, okay, this is pretty good. You know, I'm okay with this. Um, But if you don't go much further, you don't try different stuff. So I like it because this one, it's it's still mellow, um, but still it has a little bit of a spiciness to it at times I can get, you know. As as something of like all, you know, all people who enjoy whiskey, they know that it sometimes will even taste different depending on the weather. You mm-hmm. know, you have a or your mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I like this one. This isn't, you know, as I said when I arrived, I brought them out. You can see that the four roses is one that it's about empty, so it's <laughs> one that I do enjoy. <laughs> but uh, I honestly, though, I haven't had it in a long time. I, it's like kind of been sitting there. I haven't I haven't been trying it as much because I just hadn't wanted to go to it. So it's not one of my favorites, but it's one of the ones that you got to try because it's, you know, they have a lot of different yeasts that they use mm-hmm. um, that are more more fruitier and, and more florally. Okay, cool. Um, Katie, any other thoughts on Four Roses? I like this one better than the Woodruff, and I think it just is most of its mouthfeel. Yeah. And it's a little lighter, and I tend to, from a Scotch perspective, lean towards something that's a little bit lighter and sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I favor this one. Okay. Over the wood cool. All right. Let's take another quick break and do another bourbon. 
kind of want to go on the bourbon trail now. Start moving. I'm Honestly, looking at the bourbon trail website. And there's a whole. I did it in like two, like three days. You stay. I mean, if you do it right, you stay in like pretty shitty motels, but you just like they're they're good natured people, and you just like, yep, yeah, I need a room for a night. So it's it's Bullet Four Roses. Uh huh. Um, Jim Beam Makers. Uh. Bourbon Town Branch, Wild Turkey, Woodford Reserve, and Evan Williams. Evan Williams is interesting. Evan Williams is in Louisville. It's like a it's Louisville. Called, Louisville, 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 Louisville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's weird. So that it's in it's in the middle of Louisville, and you just walk like it's like downtown. There's like a you walk in this door, and it's like just a, a building. And it's not, so it's not a distillery. It's, it's like the mm. Evan Williams Bourbon Experience, I think they call it. Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of, it's more produced. Like you, like they have like all these cool projectors and they project different things. It's like where they got like fake rocks and stuff. So you're like watching a video, like and you walk through all these different things to see the story of it. Almost cool to maybe I did that one last because you can do it to one of two ways if you're coming from Indianapolis. All you Indianapolis listeners, you should do it. Do it one of two ways. You either start at Louisville because it's closest, and you go out and then drive all the way back, or you drive the furthest out. And you make your way back, and then drive short way home. Mm. Um, I did. I went the furthest way out, and then came back. And it's a great. It's a great experience. I mean, you get to the. I mean, like you go. One of my favorites, actually, uh, distilleries is Makers. They're the oldest operating distillery in the world. Um, that's still going. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're pretty cool. Um, it's kind of really like a, you know kind of stuck back way back in the like the middle of this huge field like. Most of them are like connected to a town or a small town because that town kind of was connected with it somehow. Yeah, that one's kind of like off in the middle, and you kind of drive all the way back. You find it, and then you like you just go through their experience and you walk through. And just, some of them it gets a little gets a little old. I've done some of the craft ones because there's craft distilleries too. They're much much smaller. Done some of those too, and sometimes they get a little repetitive. Like you hear the same thing over and over. It's like, well, this is fifty one percent corn, and it's and it has to be distilled in new oak casks, and then blah blah blah. I mean, yeah. they say the same thing over and over and over. But you get to see the different ways they do it, and it's kind of pretty cool. So none of would any of these that we have on the table are any of these considered craft? Do you think, or are I would they say, all? Sort I would say Hudson's. Hudson is more craft because it's really small. It's the first one in Kentucky. They only have a few products. Um, Booker's is maybe an example of one where it was Booker started much smaller. It's now um, operated by Jim Beam. Okay. Jim Beam is like the biggest. Like right. They do like over 50%, I think, of all the bourbon. Like in, that's they're, the, they're the Bud Light of bourbon sales. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, they're the they're the, like the Anheuser Busch because mm, they, they own a they lot of smaller lot. Like, distilleries. Like yeah, like some people really like um, Jim Beam White Label. They like it. It's okay. It's like a, you know, it's kind of like the standard thing you might approach, right? Um, but I uh, personally, I like the other ones that kind of because you get the sense of this. It's a smaller place. Like Woodford is really cool to also you just walk around. You go in the Rook the Rick House. It's like this eight story building that just has thousands and thousands and thousands of barrels inside of it you you, you go to like um uh heaven's hill and uh which is another um uh, another place you, another distillery and like you just see rick house after rick house after rick house after rick house like through this through the fields and you're just like what's up yeah it's a lot of bourbon and um and so yeah it's kind of a it's a cool experience to kind of visually see that um I would say the Hudson is yeah more, one of the more craft ones because they're smaller. That's the, the first one, the first one in New York since Prohibition. Exactly made with 100 percent New York State corn. Yeah, I didn't know New York State had corn. Well, because it's strictly for 
Oh, all of it goes to this bourbon. Yeah. I see. That makes sense. <laughs> the only field. The only one. It's just like it's, just a, a it's single, like a it's a single, single field, field, and all of it just goes in. That's why the bottle's so small. It's yep. a small field of it's, corn. It's hard to make. Yeah. No. All right. So why don't we? Yeah, so that's right. this is one we're we haven't trying cheered. now. We need a cheers. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's cheers? Cheers. Yeah, I moved that. I thought. Let's put that over here. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Different. It's different. Yeah. Okay. First comment. I don't. It's less sweet. Uh huh. Than the previous ones, but I like it better. Mm-hmm. It's more roasty. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a roasty flavor. Roasty toasty. Yeah. Roasty, like roasted corn. Yeah, roasted corn. Like you took a corn. And you put it... Do you ever do this sweet corn? And you put it on the grill? Yeah. You wrap it in foil oh, and you yeah, put it on the yeah. grill to oh, roast yeah. the corn. That's the best way to do it. Oh, mm, delicious. Or you take the corn, you roast it on the grill, and then you use a knife and you cut off the corn. Mmm. Like that. So then you have some of the kernels that stay together, and yep. then you've got the, like, the big chunks and of... And you're just like... Oh. Yep. Yes. You can eat it like a chip. <laughs> it's delicious. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm no. lost. Okay, so you take, a, you take it, your corn, you leave it in the husk, you can take it out of the husk, whatever you want to do. But you grill it, and then instead of eating it off of the cob, you take a knife and you cut the kernels off of the cob, and that way some of them stay together. Like they'll have a big chunk of it, like sixteen uh, kernels together, and you can eat it like as a as a yeah, like chip. just like a junk. chip. Yeah, yeah, so good. You can do it in salads. It's really kind of the best way to eat corn on the cob. Oh. Look at this learning. Going so we on. think. So remember, we were talking about how like specific bourbons reminds you of like different things. This reminds me of like corn on the cob. <laughs> That's which is <laughs> which is like good. well, it's one hundred percent corn. Yeah. Of course, it's going to remind it's gonna you. Going to do corn. that, right? But it, it is. It like for some reason, it's like the grilled corn on the cob roastiness, a weird corniness that's there for me corny. in the taste. Corny. It's corny. From a baby bourbon. From a baby bourbon. Uh, this is really interesting. So I just drank a little bit more, kind of breathed a little bit, and I got the back of the throat yep. sweetness that yep. you get from eating corn. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Crazy. Katie, what do you what do you think? So what it's are you safe, getting? I think to assume that this is the most complex one that we've tasted so far. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I might be wrong. It could be like the I think it won the like the gold medal in two thousand thirteen. So it's it's a popular one. Not maybe not popular, but it's well liked as well. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Katie. That's all I had, anyways. No. Do you, do you have like a do you like it more or less than the previous two? You're not sure. It's I I think I like it. Um, I think where you keep going up the scale, I mm-hmm. think I, I like this one better. Yeah, I agree. It's the the mouth feel. Even though it's like less sweet, the mouth feel is still there. There's still enough of like a little spice, a little kick going uh-huh. on. There's a little spice still, still yeah. But, but as we go ahead, it, I, it's all in the mouth though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Other it's ones you'd have it in the throat. All a little in bit. the mouth. Yeah. 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 Which and so you've got like, and there's so much going on. I think you've got like it's just like 
just punching around in there, mm-hmm. just going a little crazy. Yeah, and then Pop then rocks. it's done. Yeah, then it's done when you mm-hmm. when you swallow. It doesn't linger. Like the, uh, I think the Woodford definitely lingered the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that probably could have been because of the low alcohol percentage. Because mm-hmm. even though we're not really going up, we're going up because Woodford was ninety. No, yeah, yeah. Woodford is is ninety point four. Okay. And then the Four Roses was... It's it's also 90 proof. And then this one was 93? 92. 92. So even that's that like little... Yeah. Little jumps. That little jump made so much of a difference, mm-hmm. I think, for me and just how it Yeah. 45.2 alcohol by volume for the Woodford, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even going up a little bit, although to be fair... Also, to the other bourbons, I mean, we're drinking more as we go along, so maybe that's going to change. How <laughs> well, I mean, that's how... That's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> that, I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> it's, but it's very weird to think... Because if you look at... If, we, if I give a comparison back to craft beer, because naturally this is a craft beer show, but the higher alcohol percentage beers, usually what happens is that because they're so high ABV, is that... It depend. You can sometimes taste that alcohol on the on the flavor. Yeah. But a lot of times, it just lifts all the other flavors up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what's happening now. Is that as you get a little bit higher proof, that percentage of alcohol difference can just poke and prod and lift different flavors out that you wouldn't normally taste out. Because really. If you get into the nitty gritty, these are like the same, almost the same processy of like what goes into them, kind of. Mm-hmm. Even though this one's 100% corn, but because of the, all the regulations of can it be bourbon or is it whiskey, you they kind of get into this very. And you were talking about this before how there's variables that cannot be changed, mm-hmm. and there's variables that can be changed. Mm-hmm. So when you change those variables. Mm-hmm you can get a lot of difference because it is, you're dealing with something that's 50% alcohol at some point or 45% alcohol. And this, that one little just change in the distillation process just gets amplified once you get it out of the barrel. Yeah. Wait till we get to Booker's. It's 128. Oof. Okay. (laughs) I don't think there's anything baby about this bourbon. It's more beefy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's all right. I, I taste also things like I, I totally the corn. But to me, I also sense some honey. Like a really good honey. Like, you know, when you get it from your co-op or something, it's really, Mm -hmm. really good honey. Uh, Almost a a little nutty, but not not very. I don't know if I get nuttiness. I am drinking it on ice, so maybe that's that's why I'm not getting Mm. the, the full flavor. But... This this um, is one of my more recent favorites. This is one of my more like, I gotta keep this on hand. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, my favorite so far. Mine too. All right, we're gonna take a quick break because the show's getting long. <laughs> That's okay. And then do. Sorry to commandeer the show. Uh, we're gonna do another whiskey. Another. Or, sorry. Another bourbon. Excuse me, bourbon. It's still whiskey. It's still whiskey bourbon. Bourbon Kentucky. whiskey. 
Is that a thing Bur- to say? Bourbon whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. S- or straight bourbon whiskey. Just bourbon. Or, or no, like you could say straight bourbon whiskey. whiskey. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right, we will be right back. So, bourbon. Bourbon whiskey. Straight bourbon whiskey. What do we have on deck next? Bullet. Bullet. Ooh. So this Say is this, this, this distillery. Bullet. Say it again. Bullet. Okay, good. So this is the distillery bullet? Like yeah. There. Okay. Bullet bourbon. On their bottle it says Frontier Whiskey. I like This is one I like a lot for their bottle. Their bottle I think is pretty on point. Mm-hmm. It's like this raised lettering. I just love it. I don't know. I like it a lot. I know that label too. I've never had it, but I know that yep, label. Yep, yep. It's always a skew. Oh, it's always a skew. Yep. Is that like their thing? Like yep. they don't put it on straight. Yep. Huh. Yep. Uh, this is another. This is in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. So it's uh, just outside of uh, Louisville and stuff. It's really good. I don't and know. Stuff. Yeah, stuff. stuff. It's it's really good. I I like this one. This is more also like the Hudson. One of my more recent favorites. I really enjoy this one. And did you go and see this on the Bourbon Trail? Is this this one. Trail this one? is the Bourbon Trail one. Yep. This is one you can see on the Bourbon Trail. There, unfortunately, I think they're ramping things up again. There's was put out of commission for a long time. So when you go there, you tour their process, but everything they do. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure everything they do is actually their actual whiskey is done by Four Roses. So like Four oh. Roses does it just and it's honestly it's like thirty minutes down the road and like it's like most of these are within like uh you know an hour three of hours each other? A, a total like three hours of each other total yeah. like most of them are within an hour of each other and it's just the time it takes to get there and like when they do the t- like so it takes you a couple of days to do it all right but um but yeah so they're not far from each other so Four Roses helps with a lot of their uh, with all their production yeah. Uh, and this is their this is the bullet bourbon ten year. Normally it's about six, I think, it's aged, and this is their ten year. So I got this last year, which means it was in two thousand four that this was made. So does it change at all if it's in the bottle and if you keep the bottle nope. or it's a good point. It's a good very good question. So once it's taken out of the barrel, everything stops. Um I mean, well, not necessarily. So once it's bottled, it's not gonna age anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you have something that's even older, you know, if it says 10 year, it, it doesn't matter if it's 10 years that's from 20 years ago or 10 years from today. It'd be the same. Once you open it, then it can start to kind of go bad eventually. Like, so if you have like this, this which is opened, eventually it can start to lose, you know, it can be bad eventually. Yeah. But it's not going to age while it's sealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does it ever become more concentrated? Because I noticed that all of the bottles have cork. And a cork, mm-hmm. as like in wine bottles, let some amount of mm-hmm. evaporation evaporation out of the bottle. Th- and that's where, yeah, like I'd say that that's where it can kind of after time get bad. But um, for most of them, no, it's it's if it's once it's sealed the way it is, it's not gonna. Is there any like bourbon tricks to like make a, a bad bourbon taste better? Like, you have, do you know like the how to make a a bad vodka taste good? Mm-hmm. Allegedly, you can take a. Like a Brita filter, like an activated charcoal filter, and huh. you take like a really cheap bottle of vodka, and you run it through the filter five or six times, and it basically scrubs all of the junk that's usually in a hmm. really cheap bottle of vodka, and makes it taste better. What's interesting is a lot of times they do that with bourbon. They do that, so like these are for the most part translucent, and you can really kind of see like where you get to compare the colors and you hold them side by side of mm-hmm. how 
you know what it looks like but they most of them are cloudier and they put it most like i said they most of them they put them through like this activated charcoal just to kind of filter it to get like sometimes those little chunks of wood from the barrel itself that kind of broke off and it's mm-hmm. in there you wouldn't want to drink that so they filter it and it'll be it'll be cloudy before they filter it and that actually usually will taste a little bit better It'll ha- you'll have more of the complexities because of the because of the sediment because yeah, of the actual you're drinking, wood. You're drinking the sediment and right. you get more of the flavor. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think they I think they do it so that people don't go. Oh, this is cloudy. It's probably bad. Let me grab the other one. Yeah. You know? Is it? Are there any bourbons that you know of that keep the sediment in there and, uh, and market it as that? I don't know. I don't like I, for I think, like visible sediment, like like oh, some no. beers where it, it you can mm. actually settles to the bottom. None, none that I know of, I and mean, that's what you see like with wine. I mean, at wine now, I mean, you see they have the little ring or the little indentation on the bottom, and mm-hmm. it's meant to capture the sediment. But right. Most of them that never happens anymore. They just do it for tradition. Right. Um, I've never seen that with bourbon though. Okay. So, uh, bullet. Bullet. Bottom, bullet. Bottoms up. Bullet. That's my smelling. Wow. So this guy's a little less actually. He's uh we um ninety one point two. Okay. So just like a two percentage points right. less. Yeah. Just about. There's a lot in that two percent. Yeah. I think I've, I I didn't do the mouth the whole like just stick my stick my mouth and uh. it is so gross. <laughs> <laughs> And so you really have to taste it. So this is one where you want to make sure you do a good a good Kentucky chew. So swish it around, swallow, wait, deep breath in. Deep breath out. Yeah, there you go. I actually don't really like this one. So another important thing about bourbon, which I haven't explained, the first one is going to affect, it's like it's it's preparing you. The second one might be a little bit different. You'll get more out of it. I might know why I don't like it, but continue. Um, do you- it's spicy. Is it just me? I don't. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's spicy, and it's it's the ring of fire around the edge of my tongue. That's where it's going right there for boom. me. Boom, boom. I'm fine. Yep, yeah, I love the feedback I'm getting. Mm. Ooh, dribble. Mm-hmm. There's a reason it's spicier. Still don't like it, Katie. It's not the spice; it's actually the taste mm-hmm. right up front mm-hmm. at the tip of my tongue. It's it's um, it's kind of got a funky taste. It's a much higher rye content. Mm-hmm. So this, okay, this, that's probably mm-hmm. what it is then. <laughs> this guy, this like guy that. is most of the ones we've had have been around the seventies or a hundred percent in the corn range. This guy is only 68. Oh, where did he go? Yeah, 68% corn, 28% rye, and 4% malted barley. So even less malted barley than mm-hmm. So the 28%, almost a third of it is rye. Um, I actually also like and enjoy their rye whiskey, which is means it goes above 51% in terms of the rye. Um, and I like that one too. They're, it's normally rye's when you drink them, they're a little more of that, you know, punch in the throat you know you know wake you up like oh that's a oh, stiff drink woo. all right um <laughs> but these are still pretty smooth i think in some ways but um this is why i actually like it's very like you said christian very oaky you get all those oaky um aromas vanilla still with it um 
smokier too. I really like the spice. I just don't like the flavor right up front on the mm-hmm. on the tip of the tongue. It's a, like there's like a sweetness, and then it's like a spicy. It's like a sweet and spicy all together. I Let like. Me, it. Give me some more of this. I got it. Um. I like that. I really like that one for some reason. <laughs> you like this one? I like. I, I, I. Yeah. This is third time around. I want to see if I still get this flavor right up front. Can you describe the flavor, or is it just it's, like a it's, mysterious? It's a funky flavor. Like it almost it, it tastes um, like funky, like like uh, wet socks. Yes. Like rye. Oh. Hmm. Maybe. Yes. Once he said rye, it kind oh, of like all clicked okay. with me. Mm-hmm. And then, so I like the spice. Again, it's like happening like, you know, right back here in my mouth. Spice is good. Mm-hmm. This hits the roof of my mouth and the tip of my tongue. But the the flavor right up front is, yeah, like wet socks. <laughs> right I get this one like at the back of my throat. Like I yeah. get the spice mm-hmm. around the, the mm-hmm. edges of my tongue. Mm-hmm. The sweetness right in. Uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then I get a like something in the back of my throat as well. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. just no. Mm-hmm. That's Deep interesting. Breath. So, what is that? Do you know, like, chemically, what's going on I'm, with the I'm, breath? I'm or? not. Yeah, I'm not like a a chemist, but I mean, what, what, what I've had, you know, people who've you know showing me how to drink it is you know a lot of times you people don't like it because it like that burns their throat mm-hmm. you know you know you know heavy high you know high alcohol high alcohol content um whiskeys and other um spirits will you know burn their throat it's kind of overwhelming i've over time gotten more desensitized to that so what helps with that and helps bring out the flavors is you know you swallow it and then you know there's almost that they try to suppress the <clears throat> cough they almost right. want to cough um, I actually have a. F- I didn't pour anything, Christian. No. Oh. <laughs> Cut, <laughs> cutting, cutting you off. Oh, that's what you were yeah. doing. Yeah. Oh. Try it with ice and see if it's different. Sure. Yeah. It is a little different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. You, we should put put a couple drops of waters in yours too, Katie. So that changes. Okay. Um, what I was gonna say was, um, I have friend, my brother-in-law. Actually, he. It's not just alcohol though, because he actually bourbon is his drink of choice. Mm-hmm. He is a big bourbon drinker. But he will um, do wine as as well, mm-hmm. and um, no matter what, it's always the first sip, and it's not, it's never, it's like he doesn't like cough every time he has a drink, but it's the first sip, and it goes down. He gets that cough out, and he's good to go. Well, because it's, I mean, that's the main thing too. It's setting your palate. It's setting the whole your whole experience mm-hmm. for it. But by it's that the flavors will go down your throat, and that that warmth will hit your your chest, and it can stay there. But by taking that breath in, and then out, you're letting the, the all that's that's already hit your mouth and this is i think just more of a layman's understanding of it is what's in what's in your mouth is you know oxygen is hitting that and it's allowing it to be exposed and you're having all those almost allowing it to breathe and because it's able to breathe you then have all that stuff you know you get more of those flavors that can rise whether it's going to hit the edge of your tongue or like how you said cut on your cheeks the edge of your lips mm-hmm. That those things happen because you took a breath and you allowed yourself to breathe and allowed yourself to get yeah. that stuff to expand. I have like a weird. I don't know. I'm not like a scientist, but science. I feel like the breath because liquor or, or alcohol in general can be vaporized very easily. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, if you would take off the the bottle, like, the room that's in this bottle here is a combination of, like, oxygen and alcohol vapor, essentially. And because it's such a high proof, that could get into, you go from liquid state to vapor state really quickly. And when you sip it, I feel like it's almost that alcohol vapor is coming back up because you're you're pulling it out of the back of your palate and the back of your sinuses and it's going through your sinuses almost backwards so then you're getting that alcohol vapor and the flavor because it's pulling alcohol is a really good solvent so it can dissolve flavors really really well do you think that do you think that even if you didn't have to cough but you did cough that it would like improve your experience any anymore you know what I mean? Like in the breath, in the breath, and then you just kind of like turn your head and cough, and then um, <laughs> well, the, yeah, this is turn your head and cough. That's a different. That, there's a reason for that's different. Oh, that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I that you would force yourself to cough. Maybe? Yeah, I kind of have to wonder if it would actually, I don't know, improve anything for you. I don't know. That's don't an interesting. You, I don't think you have to do it. I mean, I mean, teach their own. I've just always found I do that, and I mean, there's times I, if I don't do it, and I get more of the spiciness. It's almost like it burns my throat more, and this allows me to get the different little complexities that you might notice. It's like I'm, I'm similar to the way I drink coffee. I'm, I'm a huge coffee nerd too, so it's like I'll look for different things in coffee. Like, oh, I smell blueberries, or I sense lemon. I mean, different things you get from different coffees, and you have to focus on it and look for it. And then I feel like I enjoy it more. So by doing that with whatever I'm drinking, whether it's bourbon or beer mm-hmm. or coffee, it's like I have some intentionality with how I approach it makes it a better experience for me. Yeah. See, I am, I am the complete opposite. Like I, when I'm like doing like flavor tastes, like like doing a, like a tasting like this, I don't want to have to go searching for flavors Hmm. i want the flavors to rise up and meet you right to me right like i don't and and that's my biggest problem with doing like a wine tasting is because those are so dense and those are so like compressed Mm -hmm. that it's and and you you know talk to like someone who's like a sommelier or like someone who's like describing wine and it's like they have like ten thousand different flavors and there's always that joke that people who like have taste wine they're just bullshitting like oh this tastes like venison and black cherries with like a earthy undertone but then mm-hmm. there's a grassiness that's happening and that's I get a bunch that of bullshit. like like I understand that you you're maybe like tasting those notes in your particular glass based on the way that your palate's set up based on the way that you are tasting the glass mm-hmm. but. I don't want to have to be like, okay, I'm going to, and it, I just want to just drink it and say, okay, what's happened? Do you like it? Like, do I like it? Is good? Do I like it? Do I not like it? Mm -hmm. Oh, am I getting a different flavor? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I like that different flavor, but I don't want to have to go in and like, all right, I'm going to really detect. Okay. So I'm going to analyze a little bit more. And I get both sides of the coin. I get the people who, like, analyze and say, okay, this particular, let's say, bourbon, for example, is from this distillery, which means that it's going to have this kind of corn. It's going to have be from this length of aging process mm-hmm. and these types of barrels. Then I should be tasting something here, but then I don't. And then I 
I get that whole yeah top to bottom thing. But for me personally, I'm just like, just let it come to me and just. Yeah. And and there's a way where like I'm in different moods too, where there's times where like I have to find what I just find really enjoyable and I like it. So I don't have to think about it. I can just enjoy it. Mood and, is huge. Yeah. Mood affects me probably the most whenever I'm at trying new things. Um, whether or it's deciding what you want to have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whether it is getting a flight, whether it is doing a wine tasting, whether mm-hmm. it is um, doing a, you know, I say whiskey because that's just kind of like my liquor of choice. Whiskey. <laughs> um, but I will try it one, the, you know, one day, think I like it, try, try it again, even if it is just the next day or a week mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. Month, however long mm-hmm. um, down the road. And I don't, I, do, I either don't like it as much or I like it more or mm-hmm. I'm kind of indifferent. Like, mm-hmm. why did I like this in the first place? And mm-hmm. mood's, mood's huge. Yeah, I agree. That can definitely just like affect. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like to like to going back to like how like depending on the mood I'm in. Like there's one by Maker's Mark. They're 46, mm-hmm. and what they do is they actually then they age it. Oh, I can't remember how many years. They go so many years, and then they take it out and they put it in a new barrel that has French oak staves in it, um, and it has these staves that are inside of it that give it this really nice vanilla-y flavor to it, and that's one of the ones I can just like. I have to think about it. Like I can just pour that drink that sit enjoy it i have you know a fire going or something in my house in my fireplace and i'm like just relaxing music's going this is a nice evening like i'm enjoying this like i'm a simple man mm. simple taste simple simple man like give me my bourbon my music my fire i'm happy <laughs> i mean but when it uh, but when it <laughs> that makes for a good sorry chris that makes for a good night <laughs> it does oh. but you say you're a simple man, but bourbon, complex-wise, is not a simple beverage at all. Like, fair. Not, I, I shouldn't have said I'm a simple man. Water. I am the most complex. An alcoholic beverage is simple. man. I'd say vodka is the simplest of alcoholic beverages. Okay. Be- because by yeah. definition, it is colorless and odorless, odorless and, and tasteless. tasteless. It is supposed to be completely clean. Yep. So... Hmm. Yeah. So as far I as think complexity goes, vodka. This is something that I've seen popularity start rising. People have been putting pieces of 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 um, altered wood inside mm. of their bottles to flavor it differently. And this is like a big thing that's hitting on like Kickstarter right now. Like all these places are starting like online. There's like uh, whiskey sticks, whis- whiskey sticks. Yeah. And you're, you, you get this piece of wood and it's got a flavor component. It's like aged Oak or like charred maple. And it's just like a piece of wood. And it's got cuts in it right. so that there's more surface area and you put it in a bottle and it supposedly changes the flavor like dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. That's the thing. I haven't tried it and I don't know if that would ruin it. We got my dad, my sister and I got, my dad some of these whiskey sticks for christmas this past year and um apparently they're supposed to be like the bee's knees if you really want to experiment with flavors Mm -hmm, and mm kind of have a little bit of fun with your whiskey Hmm. i've seen i've seen mixed reports of the whiskey sticks and this is the time time and oak dot com is the website you can go to to find and like you can get a multi-flavored whiskey elements uh, a single, a two two whiskey elements are fourteen dollars. Huh. 
So that kind of gives you... Uh, and you can get the Sticks and Stones package for $26. And aren't they aren't they break short, your bones? Aren't they short enough or small enough where you can kind of put them in, not necessarily in your There's whiskey, but like kind kit. of in individual glasses or something? Uh, maybe. This where looks like can, it's in like a whole... Yeah. So you like stick it in the bottle and you just like I mess think, with it? I think you're supposed to stick it in the bottle. Oh man, I don't know if I can take that kind of like, like a decanter initiative. Yeah. I don't know how much it would actually. Yeah, that's kind of commitment there. Where it'd be kind of cool if based on glass you could kind of experiment with different yeah. flavors, but it's more of a commitment like, to well, put I it in I just spent $60 on this like 500 milliliter bottle of bourbon. I'm Let's just, throw a I'm, stick in there I'm and right. see if we can it. change the flavor. <laughs> step <laughs> one. Step one. Drop one element per fifth. They have the, the whole like we're a startup music going on. Just, you know. This is good. Is that... Is that an Apple Watch? That is, an, that is an Apple Watch. Hmm. What? Ooh. Fake one. Yeah. And then... Enjoy. How long did it age for? Did we miss it? I think we missed it. Let's go back. 24 to 72 hours. Huh. So taste until perfect is what it says. Hashtag whiskey element. Are they fancy, huh? Oof. It's a little yeah, it's a little was, dramatic that pour. A, <laughs> that was a heavy pour. There you go. Well, and I don't know. It, it could be like, um, I don't know if either, if anybody has made pepper vodka before. I have had pepper vodka. I haven't made Homemade pepper, pepper vodka. vodka is very easy to do. Peppercorns into a vodka bottle. Wait a week, week and a half, shake it, strain it out. You got pepper vodka. Huh. Um you can do, do the same thing with heirloom tomatoes in a vodka. So, I made Skittles vodka before. Skittle vodka. Skittles vodka. Yeah, I mean it's it's Shit. all. What the hell is that? So, Katie, did Skittles. you try? Did you try this one with with ice? Which that's the, an empty the glass. Bullet. bullet. Did you try that with ice? Yes, yes I did. Yeah. Was it any different? Or no, no. Still it not just like was it. still that like mm. initial. The initial flavor. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. That's just funky. Yeah. All right. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's that's okay. Yeah. Oh. Do you not like it? Do you oh, not yeah. like it? I really like this one. I'm, yeah, I'm, I was hoping to have enough variety that everyone would be like, ooh, that's mine. I Chris, like this one. Chris likes that one. All right. We're going to take a quick and final break uh, after this marathon episode of I'm No Expert and be right back with our final, final bourbon. We'll be right back. All right, so Booker's. Booker's. This is our fifth Our fifth bourbon? and final bourbon. So tell us about this bourbon. Uh, started in 1992 by Booker No. Um, he kind of like, uh, it's an old tradition where it's the, it's, it is actually the first bourbon that's ever bottled straight from the barrel. So, okay, so it comes out typically, I'm trying to remember, what, 120 proof? Yeah. Um, can't be uh, more than that. So... They cut it with water. Mm-hmm. Um, good old Kentucky water to make it uh, make it taste good. Is that what cut means? Yeah, cut okay. means they put wa- they mix it with water. Okay. Yeah. so they mix water into it. So because you're cutting the ABV down, you're cutting it down, uh, the, the strength down to make it really enjoyable to get it to where the master distiller wants it. Because the master distiller, he walks around. That's why often you won't see a specific like this is exactly. 10 years I mean you'll see sometimes 10 years but usually it's not like well, this is exactly this many years or because they want to they they go till it's good like they usually just they, 
drill a hole, taste it. Nope, not ready yet. I mean, they're so uh, so in tune with all the different complexities. Mm-hmm. So, like, the master distiller tries, uh, tries, and he won't try all of them if it's, like, a huge place. He'll try, like, one on a different level because that's what's interesting. Like, you'll get these four roses where they have the blend because the very top of the rickhouse is totally different than the bottom because of the heat. Right. You know? Humidity, uh, different things in the barrel. Because yeah. most of them don't um, temperature control. Mm. Some of them do, but most of them don't. Um Booker's, this guy's the highest proof because they don't cut it. It's just, and this, you can see it's a reddish color really, to Really, really red. Yeah. This is yeah. the most orangey red, I think, out of all of the ones that we've, like, mm-hmm. this, I first thing, noticed the color. Mm-hmm. So, I'm smelling it. And, like, the other, f- maybe not the... Yeah, this one, actually, I'm looking at it, it's cloudier. So, this one is, I'm more, my notes, it says it is unfiltered. They don't filter it. So it's straight from the barrel. They just open the barrel. So you may get in. like a little like chip of wood just you, hanging out. I mean, you Love could get it. A, mm-hmm. Yeah. If any of us coughs, that's why. Um, so the nose, smelling this. So oh. not not so much for the bullet, mm-hmm. but um, especially the four roses for me. Mm-hmm. I got that distinct, very distinct like liquor nose yeah. where it was like alcohol immediately in your nose and i mean that yeah that this will do it mostly too because of the proof yeah it's but 128 oh i don't know why but this is less 128 i don't get oh, yeah. that in the yeah. nose for this one specifically i don't know what's going on <laughs> i don't know i think i'm changing christian's life over here <laughs> um <laughs> what's happening i can't i i really can't pinpoint what I'm smelling. This one's more floral in general. It, well, but the what I want I want to make a point that this one I think has the most distinct uh, aroma. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to f- mm-hmm. figure out the best mm-hmm. word. <laughs> the um the best or the most distinct aroma that we've uh-huh. had, that we've smelled. I um I really don't know what I'm smelling, but it it's it smells different than the rest of the group. Yeah. Do you know the the corn rye malt percentage here? Ooh, I think I don't have the. No, let's see if the bottle does. I didn't write that down. You can look up Booker's if you want to try. This one's done six to eight years. Like I said, sometimes they don't have to, and they just don't want to tell you. Um. So this, I'm looking at, is this owned by Jim Beam? Yes. Okay. It is. So so, so Beam Global the, Spirits and Wine Incorporated. I don't know, I don't know if I finished that earlier, because yeah, that, that's where Jim Beam's like the Anheuser Bush. Like Anheuser Bush, like they own some of those like small craft little distilleries, right. but they also make Bud Light. Yeah. But you don't know that they just own them. Yeah. Like, you know, they just they're the, they're a conglomerate. So they it looks like they own. A lot. Bakers, Knob Creek, mm-hmm. Knob Creek's good. Uh, Basin Hayden, mm-hmm. and uh, there's another one. Bakers. Bakers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is their small batch bourbon collection, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, I'm going to see if I can find. Wow. Yep. Cheers, everybody. Wow. Maybe I did say the best for last. Cheers. Right? I wanted one of these just to fucking break. Um,. I wow, that um, that kind of kicks you in the ass a little bit. 
um, I still can't get over um, the aroma. Minus the minus the taste completely, it's it's the best one on the table. Um, I think from from a scent standpoint. Um, but that's got uh, my mouth is kicking right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burns the most. Yeah. Snapped my tongue up. Yeah, mm. it's it's there. This one, this is the most intense to me. Yeah, very yeah, intense. Definitely. What what proof are we talking with this one? A hundred and twenty-seven. No, one hundred twenty-eight point seven. Okay, so we have about what? Sixty-four point three five alcohol by volume. Okay, so besides this one, the highest one that we've had was what? 90, 93. 93. Which was uh, the bullet? Or no, it was the, the all corn. Yeah, it all was corn. the beefy baby bourbon. Mm-hmm. The um, bourbon. Beefy baby bourbon, beefy baby bourbon, beefy baby bourbon, beefy baby bourbon. Good job. I don't think Christian can do that right now. So this one is is quite a jump, and it's apparent in the taste. A hundred percent, or one hundred and twenty eight percent. I should be exact. And. It's it's got it's it is it's kind of a kick in the mouth and it's but it's in a good way. Mm-hmm. Still pretty clean, I think too. Too some yeah. of them, it's like you're yeah, like, it's yeah. Um, I don't like it more than the bullet though. That is so funny because the bullet is the one I like the least. I can't. I could just could not do that. I don't know why, but I'm, it's maybe I'm trying to look up what the percentage of of grain. That's in this, but I Some, sometimes they just don't say. Sometimes um, they're, they're sneaky, sneaky. But it is. There's there there's I get like a the spiciness going on. There's what I liked about the bullet is that it it's separated flavor wise. Where this one is just like really just like a punch in the gut, which well, is good. I wouldn't say it's bad. I think it's from this one compared to all the way back in Woodford Reserve. This is much cleaner mouthfeel-wise, but I just don't get that separation of flavor. Well, I think the reason why I like the Beefy Baby Bourbon was because it was a kick in the mouth. And this one... <laughs> Christian, stop. This one um, is is the same is the same way, even though I'm more impressed by the smell of this one over, any, over anything. Um, but it's comparable. And I think... And prior to this one... The beefy baby bourbon was my was the best one on the table for me, um, and I think it was because of all of the complex flavors. Did Booker surmount that? You think? Did Book- would you would you say that Booker's is, is better? Solely because of the of the of the aroma prior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Solely, mm-hmm. I'm completely impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say if but I the have Hudson to... is a quick second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Second. I would. Yeah, I would Photo say finish. for like. My two, I'd say, I liked the bullet and I liked the Hudson because I mm-hmm. think the Hudson was really interesting for me. Mm-hmm. And then the Bookers, then Four Roses, then Woodward Reserve. Yeah. That's where I would go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I like the bullet so much, but I, bullets is as is, you can tell by the how much is left in the bottle. It's one, <laughs> it's one of my go tos. I would have to say that Bookers is first. The Hudson Beefy Baby Bourbon is second. Then. The four roses to me. I I really did like the floral con the um concept of this one and the lightness to it. Yep. And then 
the Woodford and then and then the bullet. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was about the wet socks on that one, mm. but not a fan. That's okay though. Oh no, I I'm not in any way you know, offended or yeah, no. I mean it's I I like that's one thing I like about bourbon. These all are you know they're all bourbon, right? But they're so unique still. Right, exactly. You know, there's there's still I mean each person's going to have their own you know, their own favorite. Christian, what is your uh, what's your rundown on these? Oh, um, I was just going to make a comment and say that I, I kind of wanted to put an ice cube in this to see how it tasted, but I feel like that'd be wrong of me. Like, something on the inside was like, go get an ice cube, and then something else was like, don't do it! Yeah. Um, but rundown-wise, I really liked the Beefy Baby Bourbon um, it's because of the corn taste. <laughs> I really like the corniness of yeah. it. You're a corny um, guy. <laughs> I, well, yeah, and that's what people say. Um, the Booker's is probably next. I like it. I, I like that it's, you know, it's a little sweeter, I think, than the others were. Maybe I'm a little weird about that, but I feel like it was more more sweet mm-hmm. in nature. Um, definitely didn't like the bullet as much as the Four Roses. And the Woodford Reserve was kind of, after tasting everything, was kind of like blah. Yeah. Like, I'm glad we started mm-hmm. with that one because that was like a good baseline. Mm-hmm. Hashtag blah. Zach, what was your um, what's your rundown? I mean, these are all you you brought yeah, all you, of these, so this is I mean, so the the Booker's is uh, is is one I really enjoy. I don't drink it as much. I think partially because the the um, the proof is so high mm-hmm. that I can't have a lot until you're like, like I said, I don't know if you know. I think I said this earlier, where it's like I I don't. If I to know, feel like I'm starting to like lose feel like you know I'm getting a little a little tipsy little little tipsy yeah uh, I just stop I'm like I because I, I want to enjoy it you know I want to really you know I, I'll like won't even finish the glass I'll just save it and then finish it later you know so because I don't want to spoil any of it you know the, the experience of it so I don't drink Booker's as often I do love Booker's it's one of the more smokier ones I feel like. Um, but I, I kind of go through these little seasons. Like, there's times where, like, Bullet was one of my favorite because I really liked having it spicier and more of a rye content. I'd be interested to see. I've been trying to look it up as well. Booker's may have some wheat in it. I don't know. Maybe not. I feel like it's it has that kind of tone mm-hmm. to me that some of the other weeded bourbons I've had has. Um, but I, I, I'd be interested to see exactly. Uh, and, and it's darker, too, which that's obviously part of, partially the proof. Right. But... but That'd be interesting to see. Um, I would say, and this could change like in a week, but I would say right now my favorite lately has been the baby bourbon. Mm. And then I'd go... Beefy. Beefy <laughs> baby bourbon. bourbon. I mean, you got to say the beefy just because this ain't no baby. I mm. mean, it's a baby bourbon, but although when you do, when you compare the bottles, you're like, oh, so cute. Oh, so cute. <laughs> little guy. Because, I mean, we have like a, oh, you know, a 750 and a 500, and he's just 375. But <laughs> stick that away from you. <laughs> Cut <laughs> off. <laughs> just, just keep, just keep drinking. Um, That's what I say. Just keep drinking. <laughs> um, so started over. Hudson Baby Bourbon, Booker's, Bullet, Four Roses, Woodford Reserve. Um, hmm. What I would say. That's your order. That'd probably be my order. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd say that I don't want to like. Because all of these, it was interesting that you said that there's that you could save your glass for later because you usually drink it neat, mm-hmm. just yeah, just n- nothing in it. I just hardly. Drink. I mean, if I do, 
I do just like a drop of water or yeah. two. Right. You know, cause, and that, that releases more of the different complexities of the tannins and different things that lets those stuff, you know, rise out. Mm-hmm. And so you'll experience a little bit more with that. You know, if yeah. I, if it's, like I said, if it's really hot, I'll take something that's, you know, something maybe like Woodford Reserve or Makers and I'll, I'll, I'll drink it with ice, you know, yeah. and I'll have it with ice and I'll like, you know, it's, it's, it's more, you see the thing about bourbon is it's, I rarely find it refreshing. Mm. Like that's something I love about like a really good beer. Like lately when it's like 80 degrees and like that, I'm like drinking, uh, like Oberon, you know, and it's just like, it's hot. I'm like, this feels good. You know, it's yeah. refreshing. And I love that about beer. I rarely get that with bourbon. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I'm drinking less bourbon now it's getting warmer. I drink a lot more bourbon when it's cold. Yeah. And uh totally. just just yeah, just cuz it, it just it warms you up. It warms you up. It warms you up. Completely warms you up. But it just up. sometimes it just fits the mood, you know? I like I got my uh, I got a wood burning fireplace at home. It snows on the ground. I'm like just It makes got, sense. I got my comfy yeah. socks. Oh, comfy socks. <laughs> Don't get me started on comfy <laughs> socks. And I'm just sitting there and I'm reading a book or I'm and I'm just or looking at the fire and I'm just listening to music and it's a good evening. And yeah. that's what I enjoy. You've aged about sixty years. Mm-hmm. I am like an old man sometimes, but yeah, yeah. Uh, with Whatever. your Werther's original in your pocket. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Don't get started on the Werther's original. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I, it's it's very interesting because it is we, when we did the whiskey show originally. Yeah, like whiskey and beer are like with process wise, they're very close cousins. Mm-hmm. I mean, you add a few different elements in beer and you take away a few things and you get whiskey. They're very, very close and you get that same sort of complexity, but at the very end, they're completely different products. And I think what I respect most about bourbon from what I've learned is that bourbon does have the like the four checklist, four or right. five checklists. Right. And where whiskey is a little bit more loosey goosey, loosey goosey, mm-hmm. where bourbon is just like hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, and mm-hmm. then it's like, and then it, it, it's earned that title. And so I think that that's why I can respect bourbon more, maybe than I used to before. Just you know, being a whiskey drinker, yeah. Um, but I like that about it. Yeah, it's it's more of a that you have that length of time that went into making the product. But then you also have them having to like hit those checklists, and and again for me it's like like a feel good like American thing. Yes, like it it, it feels good old USA. Here's here's a, here's the the weekly stab at uh, Bud Miller Coolers. <laughs> you're actually owned by a Brazilian company, so when you're drinking Bud Light on Fourth of July this year, you're not drinking a completely American product. But if you drink a delicious bourbon. Made in the USA. Made in the USA. Uh, potentially. I mean, like, potentially. Like Four Roses <laughs> is owned by a Japanese company. Um, That's the exception. You know, I mean, but so, yeah, I mean, it depends on, yeah, you know, if you really want to be, it's an American product, though, so it's made in the USA. That's the main yeah. thing, too. So, like, it's that's where it's made. That's how it stands. Um, and it is very close to, I mean, it is close to beer. I mean, you look at one of the ones on the Bourbon Trail, um, um, the company's Alltech, but it's, um, what's, what's the name of the, um, uh, I'm losing my. It's um, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel. It's uh, Town Branch. Thank you, Town Branch. They make Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, and they make their own bourbons. Right. And so it's done. I mean, for them, it's like, well, we have these barrels. Right. What should we do with them? Make beer with them. Let's make beer. Um, (laughs) And so, like, it's a great idea. So they're on the trail, and you can go and and their their tastings is cool because they first have you taste all their beers. 
and then you walk and see because you see the whole beer production side and then you go over to see the whole distillery production side mm-hmm. and they're all entirely separate buildings because of all the laws it's like right you can't it's like, it's like we have to walk all this way because we can't in any way have any connection um so yeah so it's cool you get to see um how they make it and they have you try all the different you do get to try their beers and you get to try um the bourbons their yeah. bourbons mm-hmm. they make a really good product called oh i'm gonna forget it. i think it's called kentucky bluegrass and it's a um it's like a coffee liqueur. Oh, but I almost wanted to bring that, but it's, mm. it's it's you. It's hot. It's a hot drink. Okay. So you you take it and then you it's like can concentrate and you um you like heat water and you mix it together and then you pour cream over a spoon on top. So it's almost like a you know or it's separated like a layer drink. Yeah. Layer drink. Oh man, that is that is a delicious, delicious yeah. dessert. Delicious dessert. Oh yeah. Well, Zach, Katie. Christian, who's in the studio. Thanks for coming on this week. It was a kind of a long episode, but I, that's okay. I think it was warranted. It was. I mean, we had <laughs> yeah. to take a lot of time with these bourbons. Zach, thanks so much for bringing all of the bourbons over. It was an honor. It was privileged to be here. I'm Katie, so excited. Katie, thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Christian, Glad thanks for... Here. Glad you guys are here. Yep, thanks. <laughs> um, don't forget, you can follow the show at Twitter at No Expert Show. You can go to facebook.com slash No Expert Show and like the page there. You can go to noexpertshow.com and get the archives of all the episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, leave us a like, leave us a comment. It really helps every single week. And Christian, uh, do you know about Patreon? Yeah. 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 Hold on. Let me walk over here. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, hi. Hey. In the You're a patron. Now. I am. Patreon.com slash no expert show is a great way to support the show every single week. You can contribute mm-hmm. 25 cents. You can contribute a dollar. You can contribute $5 per episode. And patrons get exclusive access bonus to content. bonus content. So As whenever we have the bonus content that's happening after this show. Ooh, yes. Yes. Ooh. Absolutely. I'm just getting chills thinking about it. Um, we're going to add some bonus content, do some fun things. Fun after. side note I am becoming a Patreon right now wow on the show that was my plan the entire time yeah so i'm doing it right now Um, so there's i thought about this really like there's like if you like the show if you listen like it's not hard like you and you everyone like i've I've listened so for so long long time listener first time guest i've always oh i you say it i should do that i need to do that and then i just forget and i don't do it right yeah so if you're listening to this right now what i'm telling you is you have a smartphone most likely just do it right now it's you, not hard. You right. want you if if there's any time to do the Patreon, it's this show because the bonus content for this show it's is going to be, be very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so epic bonus content for the show. It's going to be really exciting. Um, and really, it's like even if you contribute a dollar, we do four episodes a month. That's four dollars in the entire month. That's like less than like a venti. Green tea frappuccino. Green tea frappuccino, even on frappuccino with extra drizzle. Yeah. Wait, no, that doesn't come with drizzle. Sorry. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. I'm not sure. They, they, could. they, could, they could come with drizzle. I don't. Yeah. Caramel rimmed crunch. Yeah, but every li- every little bit helps every single week for the Patreon. So if you're listening to the show, support the show. I want to keep doing this. I don't want to add ads to this. Um, exactly. Yuck. Um, but. Yeah. All right. Well, this has gone off the rails. We have to end the show. Thanks so much for coming on the show, everyone. Yep. Zach, Thank you. Katie, my pleasure. Patreon Christian, stick around. I have to come again. Patreon, stay with us. I, I want to come and drink some beer. Like Ooh, beer. yes. Yeah. Um, and we will see you next week.
I was walking out and just doing it. I was just doing it one time. It was like, <laughs> like the, the, the be a really yeah. cool gift, yeah. a gift. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, American Beautyist, right? Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. I'm at the Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. What? I'm at the Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Pizza Hut. Taco Bell. Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. What? That's just going to go in the show at some point. I'm just going to play it in here. You oughta. That's a great song. Oh, what, think, what are those guys' names? Oh man, you know I did. No, I, it, I it, seriously like yesterday. I was like, I knew I need to come here, Katie, to get. I need to get bourbon. I was like, okay, I'll go tomorrow. I was like, wait, no shit, tomorrow's Friday, Sunday. I can't do that. Damn Indiana. God damn it, Indiana. No. I love Oreos. Can be a problem. Not as much as I do, but continue. I love queso. Can be another problem. <laughs> I don't want to um, combine my two loves. Oh, I see. You're not. You're not skeptical. You're just issuing restraints. You just don't want to combine the two. You're. You're afraid it's going to be too delicious. She said to get better, so I put a bullet where I should have put a helmet and I crashed my car cause I wanna get carried away. That's why I'm standing on the elevator.